Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking with Rhea Wessel, who is a former journalist and is a consultant now. She's going to share with you several things. Number one, she's going to talk about why it's so important for you to be creating content. Uh, This whole idea of externalization of knowledge, which you might not have heard before, but it's a very interesting take on why it is we have so much trouble thinking about what we know. She even gives you a mind map at the end to talk about. And also the importance of hooking your audience. You know, I speak with a lot of uh, salespeople and, and companies who want to shoot video. The problem is the hook is not there. And so she'll talk about exactly how to do that. Here's my conversation with Rio Wessel. We're speaking today with Ray Wessel, as I said in the front. And uh, Ray, welcome to the Bill Kasky Podcast. Thank you, Bill. Pleasure you know, to be here. As I uh, said in the front, I, I get a lot of emails from people who are uh, pitching me why they should be on the podcast. And your uh, yours came uh, kind of rise, rose to the top because of the topic. And you founded a company called the Institute for Thought Leadership dot com. There's also a book that you've written called Write Like a Thought Leader. And I really believe, as I said to you in some of the pre-show, I really believe that we as sales professionals, VPs of sales, presidents of companies, and that's who this is for, uh, really need to get better at this. And so I wanted to have you on. I wanted you to walk through why this is important for us to improve our skills in whether it's writing or video production or just being a thought leader from a Mm -hmm. mindset standpoint. Why don't you walk through a little bit of that, maybe how you got your start and bring us along and then I'll have some other questions. Okay, Bill. Thank you. So uh, my name is Ray Wessel and I'm a a writer, a journalist, former journalist. And as I was um, working along for many, many years working for companies, uh, for instance, uh, consulting practices, I would be asked to edit the articles of teams of people who had written an article to to talk about uh, their expertise in supply chain or procurement or fintech or what have you. And I would get these articles and over and over again, I would see the exact same mistakes that um, people were not able to externalize their knowledge in a way to make it useful and to uh, use a, like a 1000 word uh, article to start a conversation with a client. And so I would have to go, um, I would get the text, be asked to edit it. And then I'd have to go on a call with the five experts who wrote it from the company and say, really great stuff in here, but know it, know it, know it, know it. Oh, that's fascinating. Kick this out, flip that up there, frame it differently. And you've got a fantastic article. Don't bury the lead, right? Don't Don't bury bury the lead. It's an old saying if you've been in the newspaper business, but we do it all the time. Yes. And subject matter experts are good at what they what their subject matter is, not necessarily at framing the article. And so that's how I came to my work is basically I had to um, 
reverse engineer my journalistic training and find a model so I could teach this type of thinking and story framing to subject matter experts. And that's the basis of what we do. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I think that that whole bearing the lead thing. And, and I always tell people, sometimes people will send me an email and say, Hey, can you look at this before I send it? And uh, I'll look at it and I'll read it. I'm like, what, what are you, what are you really trying to say here? And when you ask the question, what are you really trying to say? They will tell you. And I'm like, well, that sounds nothing like what you just wrote, wrote. So what are you trying to say is a, is a really good thing. If you're looking at an email and saying, I'm not sure this is good. It probably doesn't, it probably doesn't answer that question of what are you really trying to say. Yeah, so let's talk about yeah. let's talk about thought leadership here today. And again, we're with Ray Wessel. Uh, her book is called Write Like a. Uh, I'm sorry, I keep I got it written down, but I can't read my writing. Write like a thought leader. Um, why is thought leadership important today for sales organizations, sales professionals, business owners? What, what what's why is it so vital? Mm-hmm. Yes, so uh, thought leadership is standing out in a crowd for what you know and how you communicate it in a useful way to your audience. And there are um, many many different providers of the consulting or of the product of the service uh, that that you are providing. Most likely, yeah. you've got to. Um, get you've got to respond to the needs of your clients with useful information that's not salesy. So you've got to be genuinely educating and externalizing your knowledge so that you build that trust with the reader and they begin to see you and your team as the go-to experts in this area. And it's a lot easier said than done. To do that, you really have to take the body of knowledge and refine and dig deep and find what's new and tease that out and spin it forward and therefore be leading the conversation about the best way maybe to do a digital transformation or the best way to um, implement a particular type of software. So what one of the big ideas behind my company and what we do is that your um, experts in the trenches in your company are the ones who have the best ideas because they're talking to their clients, they're I- implementing the projects, they, they have them. And if a comms team is trying to get the attention of prospects and new clients, um, that's a go-between. And probably the good ideas are getting watered down or potentially lost. So what we do is help sales teams get those great ideas out by actually enabling the subject matter expert to articulate that better and to frame the ideas. So this is a good, this is a good point here because here's what I hear a lot of times is a salesperson who's, let's say they're a high income, high impact business to business. They are, they are a thought leader, even though they may not consider themselves that. And they say, well, I'm going to write an article, then I'm going to send it over to marketing and have them have them finish it up and put the finishing touches on it. And to me, that's where it all falls apart because marketing puts the marketing spin on it and then it's not real anymore. Then it's not authentic. I would rather have a salesperson write a, a crappy article that speaks from his or her heart than have the marketing person dilute it down to where everybody's got to sign off on. We can't say that there. It, it, am I wrong here? Uh, or how does one get past that? I know it all depends on the company, but 
we, we have to get back to the salespeople need to be the content producers and the thought leaders because they're the ones that are in the field, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like we're speaking like the same language, Bill, definitely. And it's like a disintermediation of the idea, right? So yeah. it's um, very often, it's not that the uh, company does not have the capability. It's that um, the, the processes are broken. And even in a large knowledge-based company, let's say like a global consulting company, they may have a a large budget, a huge team for thought leadership research, lots of writers, et cetera, et cetera. But in that case, it's often in an ivory tower and there's not enough feedback to the teams who are talking to the clients and understand the needs and, you know, are seeing the objections when it comes to the sales. And that's why, uh, for instance, we do a a program with Harvard alumni. It's called a writing incubator, and it's for the subject matter experts. And in that program, they write an article, actually three over 10 weeks, you know, so they're getting the experience of getting their ideas out. And yes, they can have someone polish it. But the goal would be not to add like a salesy spin on top. Right, right. So you've you've talked here a couple of times. We're talking with Ray Wessel today. Uh, you can find out more about Ray. We'll put it in the show notes. Institute for ThoughtLeadership.com. You've got some good uh, some good insight in there on the webpage. Um, you've talked about externalizing knowledge, and I think that's a you know you kind of throw the term around because you know what it means. But explain that and explain why it's so hard to do. Okay, so um, it. Externalizing knowledge is uh, digging deep within the well of ideas that you have and and pulling them out, but making sure they're lined up to your audience so that they're useful and serve your your audience. What makes it so difficult is is the nature of experts and the nature of expertise, because um, experts love detail, love nitty gritty. They're going deeper all the time and they get lost and it's beautiful. And they're just, they, their joy is in, you know, in the knowledge acquisition or the creativity that they're experienced there. But the, um, in order to use that knowledge to sell on, then you need to make it useful and make sure that you're framing it in a new way. One example I use often is, um, digital transformations. So uh, I would get these articles that I mentioned at the beginning, almost weekly, Uh, your company, uh, digital is here to stay and your company needs a digital transformation. Like, oh gosh, you know, got that one Friday. And and the point there is that it's, we need the knowledge. We need all the ideas on digital transformations. It's a huge space. It's super important, but you cannot start an article that way. That's not a, that's not a useful way to frame the article anymore. And it's just difficult because um, experts typically have an academic pedigree and they are taught to write in a particular style. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really very, can be templatey. And it's not that it can't be understood. And I've also seen it in firms that have a thought leadership program where they provide a template, but the template is actually off. And um, so they think that they've written to the, and it's not a, it's not a straitjacket. It's really a a template, but a journalistic article 
well, a, one that's framed in a journalistic way is going to have a, a completely different setup so that there's something, it's a beginning hook, a middle build, and ideally an ending payoff. That's, that's right. from the editor, Sean Coyne. I can't claim that, but I just love it. Beginning, so beginning hook, middle build, middle build, and ending payoff. Yeah. So that's a framework that we can all use, whether we're shooting video, writing articles, uh, proclaiming and declaring our leadership and expertise is there's got to be a hook up front. If something has to hook, I mean, think about a newspaper, it's a headline or the subhead or the first paragraph. There's always something that kind of gets you into the article. And it's why, uh, you know, National Enquirer sells so many magazines at the at the counter because of the hooks because of the headlines you know man gives birth to alien babies or whatever <laughs> uh and even though we know that's false we can't help but pick it up we just can't it was like really why have i not heard about this so i love your definition of externalizing knowledge it's it's writing from the perspective of your audience rather than from your own perspective to yeah, me and, and it's uh, it's actually writing to their needs. So what we do, one way to find that in the story framing system that I teach, we actually create a mind map. And at the center of that mind map is one member of your audience and one problem that they face. And you got, it's a problem that you, as the expert, happen to know a lot about. Yeah. And so we build that out in all its arms so that you just unpack that problem and then we create storylines that are headlines that are like solutions to each of those problems. And so it's um, it's um, it, it's useful content. And then the hook is set up in a journalistic way so that it teases out something new, right? Because okay. make, so, make the mind curious. So to help people uh, visualize this, you've got a mind map with the with one audience member, let's just say it's your ideal client, mm -hmm. let's say you're calling on CFOs and, and there's one problem. CFOs are, are frustrated because they can't grow profitability. Okay. So then you are, you are uh, brainstorming on a mind map. And again, mind map's not an outline on Google Docs. It's a visual picture where you're actually got, you have spokes coming out from that center point. And you're talking about maybe things like one spoke might be the impact of this problem. One spoke might be what you've tried to do in the past to fix this problem. One spoke might be who have you gone to to seek advice that hasn't worked or whatever those things are. You're just really trying to fill out the entire page so that then you can draw content, headlines, things like that from. The, yes, that that is more or less the way it works. Okay. The, uh, to be more specific, it would I would frame that problem like uh, – and, and if you if you were a participant in a workshop, I do a live story framing demonstration. So let's say that you're selling to these CFOs. So I would interview you. We would get that statement in the middle. It would be CFOs struggle to uh, make profit in XYZ niche market, right? Um, and then and where you described uh, like a wider variety of arms for the mind map there, I would just stick to components of the problem. What does that mean? What they, um, they um, have too much compliance regulation. They, mm -hmm. I'm just making this up, right? Um, they uh, don't have enough access to the clients. They um, have broken processes in the company, et cetera. And each of those problems specifically related to the problem statement, that's what you would then yeah. frame up as a story. That's so. excellent. 
That's excellent. We're talking with Ray Wessel. Ray, I appreciate your time. How does someone find you if they want to learn more about what you do or maybe purchase the book? Uh, give us some uh, Give us some promo. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Uh, visit my website, please. Uh, Institute for Thought Leadership. Connect with me on LinkedIn. The, we've got the book and I'd love to have a call with anyone who's interested in a, uh, a writing incubator for your firm. So we uh, have a track record on that, doing great, getting thought articles out of your experts quick and easily making the writing process a lot less painful. So that's what that's, we do. Yeah, that's perfect, Ray. Well, I appreciate you being on. I think that's one of the challenges that we all have is that, uh, okay, I'm willing to take a risk and to shoot a video or to write, but now what, what, what's, where do I begin? And you can't just create it out of thin air. You have to have a process or a framework that helps you get your thoughts out. And I, I love the mind map, the one problem mind map. I think that's because there's, you probably solve, you know, people that we call on and that are listening, they probably solve several problems, but just take one. Don't try to take all three, just take one and go deep on the one. You may not even have to worry about the other two or three because you've got content to last you for a year just in that one problem. But if we don't have that framework, then we're, we're kind of stuck. Yeah, exactly. All right. So thanks for being here, Ray. We'll talk soon. Institute for thoughtleadership.com. You can get a hold of, hold of Ray Wessel and we'll see you next week on the Bill Kasky podcast. Thank you so much, Bill.